0: Welcome to the Essay for FA's Asset Allocator podcast, a series that addresses issues of current interest to financial advisors, including ETFs, asset allocation, and the economy. I'm your host, Gil Weinrich of Seeking Alpha, and today I wanted to discuss why I think the iShares Israel ETF would be a good investment for 2020. We'll get to that in a moment, but first, this word on behalf of our sponsor. Seeking Alpha's finance version of Twitter is called Stock Talks, which is a venue for shorter investing ideas and discussions. A current, ongoing chat contains responses to the following question. What's your top ETF pick for 2020 and why? I chimed in with my vote for the iShares MSCI Israel ETF, ticker EIS. And want to take advantage of this podcast media format to offer a more substantive explanation as to my thinking than a mere tweet allows. So the first thing I should explain is my methodological approach for tackling such a question. It might help to first tell you what I'm not doing. I'm not trying to win some sort of stock picking contest. If this exercise were a contest with one winner, then I'd probably conclude that the odds of anyone winning would be small and would choose something extreme that had the potential to win big, even if that meant it could lose big, of course. In other words, my choice of EIS does not imply any belief that it will come out specifically as the number one ETF a year from now. No, my intent is to make a smart and wise decision. I would say that a smart ETF pick is one that goes up a lot in 2020. In the same way that high-tech media companies like Apple, Facebook, and Alphabet have dominated the market over the past several years, a smart choice is one that displays this sort of vigor. I envision my smart choice as a mighty warrior, strong, courageous, heroic, but unarmed. That brings me to my second of two criteria, my search for a wise choice. A wise choice is defensible. It comes armed. It may not be a big winner, but it won't be a big loser either. If my sole concern were not losing this contest, as it were, my choice might be a consumer staples ETF. This is the sector that characteristically performs best when the market tumbles. People may have less disposable income, but they still need to buy tissues, soap, food, and beverages. I envision the Wise investment choice as an armed combatant. This combatant's got ammo to fight off a hostile market, but lacks strength, fighting skill, or heroic qualities. I have no ability to predict what kind of market we'll have in 2020, but it's not implausible to think we're in a late part of the bull market. The market's penchant for rewarding risk-taking, especially in high-tech, may potentially continue into 2020. But if the market falls, those who are undefended will be hurt the most. So my choice is neither the NASDAQ QQQ ETF, which is the epitome of an investment that looks smart today, nor is it Invesco's Consumer Staples Momentum ETF, PSL, which feels like a wise defensive choice that could fall flat if the market continues its tireless ascent. With those parameters in mind, EIS seems to me to combine smart and wise. Besides the NASDAQ, it's hard to find a higher concentration of high-tech than the Tel Aviv Stock Exchange, which forms the basis of most Israel ETFs. Four of the top 10 holdings in the iShares ETF are IT companies like Checkpoint Software, and four are financials like Bank Leumi. Pharmaceutical company Teva and defense contractor Elbit Systems round out the top 10. All solid companies of global repute. That's smart. But what seems wise about this choice is that the Israeli economy is rock solid and feels more stable than even much larger economies facing major structural problems such as weak growth, demographic decline, debt, and deficits. In contrast, Israel's annual GDP growth rate exceeds 4% a robust pace for an advanced economy. Its fertility rate exceeds three children per family, and it is accelerating, ensuring a young, vibrant population. All other Western countries are currently under the replacement rate, with the U.S. at 1.8. The country's debt profile is exemplary compared with the rest of the world. Moody's, in reaffirming the country's A1 sovereign debt rating, noted that it is one of only a handful of advanced countries that has a lower debt-to-GDP ratio now than before the global financial crisis. The country's low debt profile at that time helped to spare it of the financial dislocation experienced in the US and Europe. In short, Israel seems like both a smart investment and a wise one. I'll note just a few other factors I like. The shekel is strong and continues to get stronger, reflecting the soundness of the economy. That's wise. Yet despite that, high-tech exports have not been hampered. Exports have been strong, and the country maintains a current account surplus. Second, the country, long boxed in by oil-rich neighbors, is now poised to begin exports of natural gas from its vast Mediterranean Leviathan field, which should have some positive knock-on effects economy-wide in 2020. Finally, I find it interesting and encouraging that 10-year government bonds, which paid out around 2.5% a year ago, are now yielding under 0.85%. That's a dramatic decline, and suggests to me that investors may want to be increasing their risk appetite in the new year, adding wind to the sales of Israeli equities. As to downsides, Moody cites political challenges, by which it means regional conflicts and the country's bizarre inability to form a working government coalition. But I think both of these should be discounted. Israeli stocks have a long history of rising irrespective of regional conflict, and the country's now third round of elections in less than a year is a matter of complete indifference to markets, given the quality of Israeli businesses and the stability of the economy. There is one downside that does concern me, slightly. I don't like any of the existing Israeli ETFs. Two of them are high-tech oriented, which may be smart, but not also wise, which is what I am seeking via a fund that captures the diversity of the Israeli economy. The other two are broad based but bear expense ratios in the 60 basis point range, which seems high in this day and age of low fees. I chose the iShares ETF over its Van Eck rival because it appears more diversified by sector. Information technology is at 31% versus 42% for Van Eck, which leaves room to profit from sectors like energy and the new Leviathan gas exports, where iShares maintains a still too low 2.74%. Versus Van Eck's really low one point eight per cent. But in between those extremes, you have sectors like real estate, in which the iShares representation is about twice that of Van Eck, which appeals to me as a little less smart, but a lot more wise. Thanks for listening. If you found this podcast of value, consider passing it on to one other advisor. Also, feel free to contact me at gill at seekingalpha.com with any feedback you might have. This is Seeking Alphas, Gil Weinrich.